evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, as always, Raider Greg, with the pregame for the Bolts game versus our Oakland Raiders, occurring down there at Qualcomm, uh, down in San Diego. A beautiful place to see a game, and I know that we will fill the stadiums with silver and black like we normally do. We have some shouts out before the show to Robert Moorhead, our Japan fan. This guy is a misplaced Raider fan in Japan, listens to the Raider Nation podcast, and we appreciate it. Had a great comment on the comment section of our webpage, which you should check out. I'm going to share a little bit of it with you because I think it is perfect for the show. Robert Moorhead writes, Did Al Davis hire Norv Turner for his uncanny ability to find the silver or gray in a giant cloud of black? Give Norv Turner a plate of shit, and he'll comment on the corn. Boy, does that sum it up or what? Thank you, Mr. Rogers, Norv Turner, for your comment on the corn, because we are sick and tired of hearing about the corn in this pile of shit. Not to say that my Raiders are a pile of shit. It's just the way that Norv puts it out there, just like Joel Bugle used to. Read the rest of his comment. It's great, it's exciting, and it's insightful. Okay, there's another shout-out to all my Raider brothers and sisters in SoCal. Get your barbecues together. Get your silver and black ready to go and pile it into the car and head on down to Qualcomm because we need to fill that stadium up with silver and black fans. We got to show these Charger geeks that we take over. We dominate. This is the how we do it down there. I expect you guys to buy up all them tickets that all them Charger fans are selling, because they're all sellouts anyway, so we can buy all them tickets up and fill up that Coliseum with silver and black and make it feel a little bit like home for our boys down there in San Diego. We got to have the crowd. We have it many, many times down there. You know, you just never know who's showing up. I remember when the Steelers played there earlier this year, there were more Steeler fans than Charger fans there. Well, you know how them SoCal types are with their OP shorts and their corduroys because that's what they wear at the coliseum instead of wearing their colors chicken that's all i got to say about that and here speaking of chicken charger ray this is a shout out to you now he has a bolt cast and it's always just a little bit ahead of the raider nation podcast on podcast alley i ask you fans to vote you guys come through he has 90 i pull up 94 And I'm telling you, seconds later, he gets 96. Well, I can't imagine having so many fans in such a hurry to vote just because we get ahead of him. I just think it's funny. He must be opening a whole lot of accounts on all kinds of sites to vote for himself. That's all I can think of because I know he ran out of relatives a long time ago to vote for his podcast. Charger Ray. I hope we spoil your season because I can't wait to hear your podcast after it happens. Yes, I'm talking. Yes, I'm speaking crow. Whatever you want to say, we're here at the Raider Nation Podcast. We love our Raiders, and we ain't going to give up on this season and certainly not going to give up on spoiling the season for the Chargers. Okay, today's show is going to be a pregame on the Chargers. Lenny Wells uh, came off waivers from the Broncos as a defensive back. We're looking at him. I'll give you the story on that. Collins finally speaks up. Kerry Collins, after this entire season, who hasn't said anything in the media, finally opens his yap, and I'll let you know what he says. 
and what I feel about what he says. That's not a bashing. It's just some straightforward information. And here's something else that's kind of unusual. Okay? Tuiasosopo makes his case to North Turner and kind of speaks up a little bit. He has been the silent gentleman of this team, a class act from the get-go, and I want you guys to know a little bit about Tui and his situation with the Oakland Raiders. All right, let's get into one of the stories here. It's Lenny Wells, who was claimed off waivers from the Denver Broncos. Now, after Reggie Tung, who came in November 2nd to solve some of the defensive back situations after Woodson left, he's out with a torn ACL. Boy, that was a quick future with the Oakland Raiders, a future in the past because I don't think he's coming back. But Reggie Dunn did play well. He played well in the games that he played and got hurt in the Miami game. Well, say what you want about this guy, but he's a Bay Area guy, and uh, he actually had some pretty good skills. He was number one. He went uh, from number three in 2002 to 2003, all the way up to number one. In 43 games, he only has had one interception, but this kid is a young, rising talent. He's a San Francisco native out of Boston College, and he was drafted by Denver, like I said, in 02. But here's the problem. He is a diamond in the rough, but he's too rough. Uh, he was taken to physicals and was dropped on physicals from the Oakland Raiders because they didn't want to pay him 500 grand to rehab because that's why they would have had to pay Denver to have him rehab. He's very bummed about it. He thought he was ready to play, but evidently not. He has a torn groin muscle, and that has not healed. So we will not be seeing Lenny Wells on the Oakland Raiders. Looks like we're going to stick with our defensive back package that we have right now. And you know what? I think we'll be just fine. This is a heavy-duty game. It's a game of passion. It's a game the Oakland Raiders should be up for. And with the crowd that I think is going to be there at Qualcomm, it's not going to be all Charger fans. I say at least half them fans are going to be Raider fans, uh, maybe even more than half. You just never know. But they're winning, you know, and this is kind of a everyone get on the winning train here in San Diego because that's kind of how they are with their charges. They're not real supportive when they're losing, and then everyone comes out of the woodwork when they're winning, and that's the way it is, and that's the way I'm going to call it. All right. Kerry Collins finally, after this entire season, starts to squawk about having ownership of the team. Here we are at 4-7, and seven, and here we are with five games left to play, and Kerry Collins finally comes out. Now he says he's a leader. And I'm going to go off on a tangent right now because I have been watching this guy every single game at home, and I've been watching him with my binoculars on the field and off the field during timeouts when a lot of you people don't see him because you're on uh, you know, those TV timeouts when you're back east or when you're overseas. You don't see what happens here. But I'm telling you, I watch him for leadership. When I watch him off the field and I watch him in the huddle when they're waiting for that team timeout or the TV timeout to go on, I see him standing there looking out in the crowd there is not a word mentioned. Now, say what you want about being professionals. Say what you wish about having a job to do and getting paid well for it. Say what you will about that. But I will tell you that any successful team has a passionate leader. Brett Favre is a great leader. Jim Pluckett was a great leader. Gannon was a great leader. I mean, in our history alone, 
Kenny Stabler was a great leader. He was a man who would stand there and not wait for anything to happen, not stand there as a professional statue, but get into the huddle before the game started, during the timeouts. He'd talk about the... He would inspire his team. And I just don't see this from Kerry. You know, I'm not dogging the guy because I'll tell you, it may sound like I am, but he's trying his very best. You know, it's like your kid. When he tries his very best... You can't work him over too hard because he's doing the best he can. And, you know, you should praise him for trying his best. This is Kerry Collins' best. This is all he has, Raider fans, and this is all he has to give because he's telling you right here in this article. Let me just quote a couple of quotes that he has in this article. Okay. The Raiders are still my team. Wow. He says that. He says it now at 4-7. and seven. Now, a spark of passion. Here it is. Where was this passion at the beginning of the year? Where is this passion in the field? I just have to ask that to him. I wish I could talk to him personally and ask him those questions. But he's shielded by all the media who says about his record, how much he's improved. Okay. Now, he he has a fire now. What What is this fire? Where did it come from? The way he's talking is... Okay, here's another thing he says. I expect to be here as long as I'm healthy. Okay, he goes on to say that it's his job and the fans are going to be like they're going to be. Well, the fans are going to be like they're going to be because they've been watching football for many, many years. The Oakland Raider fan is not just a typical fan. I want to tell you, we know what's happening. We know what's going on. And it's no, like I've said before, they say, don't put the blame on Collins. He's not the only problem here. Well, like I've said before, if the problem was the offensive line, we'd be booing them. If it was somebody else, we'd be booing them. Matter of fact, the offensive line was a little weak and came out flat last game. I don't need to go too much more into that. As far as, far as the Kerry Collins bashing, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to even try that. Okay. Here we are at the end of our season. Our season is pretty much over. We're 4-7. and seven. We have no opportunity to go anywhere other than just be spoilers and watch the new players, the new kids on our team. Now, I thought and had a really positive attitude about this season. I thought we were going to go way, way into the playoffs. I thought with the team that we had, if they played with heart, they played with all the things that they had, the skills and passion, if we had a good coaching scheme, uh, gave North Turner the opportunity, give him an opportunity to make things happen this season because he really didn't have an opportunity last season because he didn't have the guys that he wanted. But here we are. I thought it would at least get 500. I mean, I deluded myself into thing we can go to the playoffs, and I thought, well, if anything else, we'll at least make 500, and obviously I was wrong. What I see is an orchestra out of sync, and it sounds like it sounds like four and seven. It sounds like these guys have not gotten into sync. It sounds like the coaching, to me personally, has not given these guys an opportunity to shine like the diamonds that they are. The coach's job is to make it take advantage of every player's skill and ability and has fallen sorely short. But I digress. <laughs> this show is not about is not about uh, Collins really and Norv because I've beat them both up. 
It's about the passion. It's about losing sap. Here's an example. He's hurt, but Kelly goes in there, who is just as good, who is just as strong, who is just as adequate, who was our number one tackler last year and our sack master last year, and he's a great player. But the, where is the heart? Where is the passion? Where is the attitude that Warren Sapp brings? The leadership we need on this team, where is it? Let's root Kerry Collins on until the end of the season. When he's playing, let's give him all the opportunities. Let's not boo him. Let's not give him any more of our attitude. He knows how the fans feel, and it's actually really just too late to deal with it. I'm not going to feel any better booing this guy. The whole team has underachieved this year, and I think the Raider fans know it. Let's not boo our team. Let's stay up. Let's be positive. Let's cheer our team on. There are few in this team that have gone above expectations. And let me name a few. Schwagert, Stuart Schwagert, excellent, coming off a great season. He's doing a great job, and he's awesome. He's great to see. Derek Burgess, he is insane. Number two in sacks in the entire league. That is excellent to say, and, and it's good to see this guy a shining light. Kirk Morrison out of San Diego State, rookie year, great job, great opportunity, and he took the opportunity and went all the way with it. Jared Cooper, there's another one. Coop, he did a great job. Crockett, if he was given a chance, he would have made way more plays. It's good that we didn't use him, I guess, that much because we still have him for another season. Let me just say that it's not on all, all on Collins. It's not all on Norv Turner. However, I do hold him highly responsible, and I hope that he leaves, and I believe that Collins should be a backup quarterback. The other opportunity, I think, should be given to Tui and Walter to have some snaps in the next five games. I think if they don't do that, if Al doesn't do it, then, you know, I've seen a lot of things on the Internet asking for Al to step down, and he's lost his edge, and he's lost his ability to have um, the vision that he's had in the past because he's getting old and he's sick and he concentrates more on his illness. And I've heard a lot of that. Well, you know, I know Al's not going to give up this team um, ever. He's not going to give leadership of this team to Amy Trask anytime soon. Amy's a lawyer. She does know a little bit about football. He has been training her in the art of football. However, I don't think she's anywhere near the mind that Al is. And even at his age and his problems, I think he's still got it there. I think Al Davis, you got to give him an opportunity. He didn't just bring all those guys in for nothing. Al made a great move this preseason, and I, for one, appreciate him doing it. Now, his choice of coaches has not been good, but he has a record of not choosing very good coaches, and that's not something that's just happened this season. So, moving on. Let's move on, and let's cheer on our team for throughout the remainder of the season, and let's not give Kerry Collins any more boos, because, you know, quite frankly, it doesn't help the rest of the team. It doesn't motivate anyone. And it's something that uh, maybe make us feel good, but it's not going to make us feel good as the team goes down the tubes. Let's motivate our players by cheering them on. And then, hey, if we don't like it, just be quiet. We can be, we can be a, oh, but instead of that, we don't need no booze. Okay, Tui, he starts to vent. Tui, it's about time. Tui Sosopo, um, 
he's speaking out a little bit. He did go to North Turner and say, hey, what's up with that? I don't know exactly the conversation, but I know he did speak to the coach, and I know the coach should open his ears and hear this guy. Okay? Now, he's had five years as a backup, and he's shown nothing but poise and maturity, and this kid is a class act. He never complains. His commitment to this team has been stellar. He never has a negative comment, and it's not in his nature to be negative. He is a competitor. At Washington, he grow, broke all kinds of records, and he was a great kid to watch. Anyone who knows Tuiasa Sopo and has seen his college career on television knows what kind of player this kid is. He is a gamer. I don't think there is one player that is more dedicated than Tuiasa Sopo since Timmy Brown. Now, after 44 games behind Gannon, he got his chance. He got his chance. Really? He got his chance? Some people are saying he got his chance. I say he got no chance. Okay, with the worst offensive line in the NFL, Tui tried to make chicken salad of chicken shit. He tried to make a good game out of a bad game, and he got hurt running for his life, just like Gannon did a couple plays beforehand. That's the nature of football. That's what happens. He didn't have a great series. Look at how long he's been sitting on the sideline, 44 consecutive games without a start. you got to give this kid an opportunity, especially with our offensive line we had during that year, which was atrocious. It saw, it saw him running around. Then it saw Rick Meyer running for his life the rest of the season. If you all remember that, I'd like to block it out, I'm sure, like the rest of you fans do. Okay? But he got hurt, and he was running for his life, and that was kind of the end of that. Now, I, for one, think that he has a, gets an opportunity. I hope he gets an opportunity to play. He's got a decent offensive line, and he certainly has receivers that could catch the ball. Anyone who says that he does not have a long ball is an idiot. I have seen this kid's arm. I have seen him throw not only a long ball, but a long straight ball, not a long arcing ball like Collins that hangs up there like a duck waiting for someone to shoot it down and have it for dinner, which has happened to him more recently than we would like to see. Tuiasa Sopo has a beautiful pass. Not only that, he will discourage defenses from rushing because he can scurry and run. He can run around the field. He can get out of the pocket and hurt you big time. Not only can he get out of the pocket and show the short ball, he can get out of the pocket and throw the long ball and really hurt you. This is some of the reasons I am telling you, Raider fans, we need to give Tuiasa Sopo a chance. And, Norv, I'm telling you, save your job. Unfortunately, I'd hate to see it happen, but I would love to see Tui come in and save the rest of the season. Norv Turner, and I quote, this happened back in 2004, there will be, I quote, there will be an opportunity for him after the 4 season. Now, what does that mean, Turner? Does that mean that you're not going to give him a chance to play and lie like you normally do? Does this going to mean that you fall back on your word? Does this mean that you're going to wait for the last quarter of the last game to give him a chance to play? Let us all hope not. There's no question that he wants to play. And as a matter of fact, this is a quote. There's no question I want to play and showcase what I can do. I'm waiting to show what I can do for this team. This is him. This is what he said. This is all that he said. And this is coming out for him because he doesn't say anything 
Tui is 26 years old in his prime shape of his career, and I think that he has the spark for this lackluster team to bring it out of this 4-7 and seven dungeon. Okay? Now, what else he says is, I'm here for some reason, I guess until they decide to get rid of me. Now, that is something I have never heard him say before, and that, to me, shows me that he is discouraged and he is having some hard times watching the Raiders fall down under the guidance of Norv Turner and Kerry Collins. I only hope that Al Davis listens to the Raider Nation podcast or someone in the front office hears this plea that we get an opportunity to see Tui Asusopo at least give him an opportunity to play with this team, play with a team that has a decent chance to win, and let him show what he can do for the Oakland Raiders because he truly does bleed silver and black. And I'd hate to lose that. Um, I hate to lose that passion he has for this team because uh, we need it. We need that passion because uh, having Kerry Collins come out uh, with five games left to play saying that this is his team and he's taking ownership of, of it is, quite frankly, too late and too little. So, anyways, we're going to San Diego. I want to tell you, fans, let once again remind you, the video's on. Check it out. It's pretty cool. I had a lot of fun, as you could tell, and uh, I really enjoyed doing this for the fans. I hope you guys enjoy it, too. And please don't forget to vote for me on Podcast Alley. You can click on the icon on the webpage, www.reddernationpodcast.com. Check out the site. It's very, very cool. Uh, Randy does a great job mixing it up. And Randy did a great job with this video, I think. Uh, well, of course, I'm in it. Of course, I'm going to think so. Well, all you Raider fans going to the game, you guys be safe. Be careful. All you Raider fans out there, keep up the faith. It's not dead. we still got some games to play. Remember, no more booze, man. Let's not hear any of that stuff because it's not helping nobody. So let's move on and support whoever's in there and support our team. Keep them pumped up. Let's get some wins the rest of the season. And let's spoil those Chargers, man. Let's take them down because all they're thinking about is going and beating the Colts. I don't think they've got the heart to beat us. I think they're going to think they're going to walk right through and walk all over us like they did the last game and they got no worries. I think we can surprise them. I hope we spoil them. It would be a beautiful testimony to this season, just like last year when we went in to Denver and worked them over and shut them down for their postgame run. That was a beautiful thing. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for commenting. I appreciate your comments. This is Raider Greg. I am out.